This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumutu Trust. And you're listening to Pallyhood! <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to welcome you to the Polyhood Show 96.9 Plains FM. Seven Sifa here to take you into the weekend. How are you going, my brother? Good and super happy that it's the weekend. I've been looking forward to it. It's been a long, um, what's it called? It's been a long week, busy with uh, different things going on, especially with, you know, towards the end of the year, uh, students and things coming into ARA, trying, wanting to sign up for courses. So it's it's been a long, but I want to say quick week. Like I feel from Monday to today, all the days have like crushed into one long day. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um yeah, just had work all week and um, planning on going on a hike tomorrow. But um, probably after the show, I'm going to um, jump on Google Maps and look for some hike trails. Because yeah, I think a couple of weeks back, we went on one. Um, I think I talked about it on the show the other day. That was a 14-kilometer round trip. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty long. But, um, yeah, I want to go on another hike uh, tomorrow. So, yeah. Do you know any good hike um, trails? Mm, I do, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah. Mm. I enjoy ones that are mostly flat. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah the one that um, we went on, that was like a 14-kilometer like, round trip. It had like, I think the elevation level was like oh, about 900-something meters. So, Oh, was, no, I can't do that. Yeah, but it wasn't like consistent going up. It was... It was like, you know, down and then like real steep um, like sections and then it like flatten off and then another steep section followed by like another like, you know, sort of flat section and then going down. And it was definitely, definitely hard on the knees. And I was like, bruh. But yeah, the way the way to the waterfall, which was 7Ks, was I'm all right. But yeah, the, the trail back was a bit hard, like, because um, we're going down constantly and uh, it was a bit tough on the legs, but then also we're trying to fight uh, the incoming uh, nighttime because <laughs> just as we got back, bro, it was like almost pitch black. Oh, <laughs> so we're lucky. Yeah. Because when we got to our destination, we didn't even spend like more than 20 minutes um, at the waterfall. So yeah, we hiked seven, seven Ks to get to the waterfall and then we sat down, had a couple sandwiches and then I was like, bro, if this is how long it took us to get here, it's going to be dark by the time we get back, so we better hop to it. <laughs> so we're quite lucky we got back. But, yeah, um, if you haven't gone on hikes, so I highly suggest today, Joe, 
New Zealand is a very beautiful place and there are a lot of uh, trails around and um, as you said, Joe, uh, you prefer sort of a flat ones and I know there are a lot, so you just got to jump onto Google and uh, search up uh, trails, even um, local ones. It might be like an hour drive out, but those are quite nice. As I said, the scenic, um, the, the beauty of New Zealand uh, scenery is something that you just need to um, witness in person. Mm, and I completely agree with you. I hate the thought of going on a, on a hike. I really mm. do. Like, I hate when I get, when Eva books us to go away on hikes, but then when I actually do them, I, I enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. it's a thing that like, um, I think we've, I've talked on before, like um, you can know, you can never waste money on travel. Mm. So like, yeah. Especially when borders open up, you know, book a book a trip away, or even um, locally within New Zealand. You know, if you haven't been somewhere you've always wanted to visit, now's the best time. Um, especially with borders closed, uh, everything's quite cheap. I actually looked um, on Airbnb yesterday, um, Joe and I, and I was looking up Airbnbs around New Zealand, and they're actually quite cheap. Uh, real nice looking ones, about you know under a hundred bucks for the whole apartment per night. Uh, so it is quite cheap uh, at the moment. So, yeah, get your bookings in, I'd, I'd say, before uh, they decide to open up the borders whenever that happens. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to, like, travel one day, eh? Mm. <laughs> like, outside of New Zealand. So I completely agree with you that you have to get your bookings in really closely, and there are some really nice deals. Eva and I are thinking of taking the train in a couple of weeks to go out to Hukatika mm-hmm. and uh, Greymouth and enjoy the train ride out there. I've never, I haven't been on a train for a very long time. I'd say close to 11 years since I've been on a train. Mm. Almost a decade. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to say um, maybe, I think the last one on train was like 2008 or nine. Yeah, that's you know, when I was in Wellington, so it was just a normal like passenger train. Yeah, so I can't wait to to do that with with you and go. Do you think back to um, think back to before you know lockdown and COVID and that? Were you planning anything that year? Uh, Where were we? I think we were planning to go to Ireland. Ooh, that would have been a nice trip. Yeah, because we were planning to go either Ireland or Scotland. Because Eva has heritage back to Scotland, so mm. we were going to go there. Mm. Oh, true. But obviously, things fell through. Yeah. Th- were you booked for Dubai or something? Yeah, we, we had our bookings for um, Bali. So Bali, yeah. I think New Zealand went into lockdown. Like it was the end of April. Mm-hmm. Was it yeah, end of April? I think or, or beginning of May. But uh, but we had our bookings for um, Bali and like. I think on the maybe the 14th, I can't really remember the date, but it was definitely in April. And um, when COVID news started spreading, we were like, oh, should we still go? And then when it started getting really serious and, you know, we started seeing, you know, borders around the world closing, we are like, oh. But then that um, decision was made for us in the end anyway with um, Bali closing their borders and um, in New Zealand, you know, not allowing anyone to, to head out or come back in anyway. Mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, all good. So, anyway, on to Upu of the week. And today's Upu is Sam. Um, 
Talonga? Talonga meaning game. Mm. Uh, and added to that will be Ao for yes. team. So Sam's going with us to the Talonga for game. Or more, uh, I think um, Ao kind of mm. is what segues into the next part. <laughs> so Ao yeah. is team. What Ao do you support? Who's What Ao are you in? Uh, I was yeah team. Or oh, so what I, I'll I do to for? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where the where that word originates from. Oh, but yeah. Mm. I also I, in Samoan means handle like. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know the origins. I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm I'm usually good at, at coming up with the origins of words, but that one might just be you know. Um, like one of the original words, you know, ones mm. that doesn't have like a, a origin that we can usually think up of. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, isn't team. What are you playing for? This segues nicely into what we're talking about because in 2022, currently, uh, we're looking at having a Super 12 tournament. Our 10 uh, teams, five from New Zealand, five from Australia, and two from the Pacific, the Fiji Drua as well as Moana Basfika are joining the Super 12 competition. This is going to be exciting. And uh, we cannot wait for these two Pacific teams to join. Uh, we're going to have a slight chat about that, as well as talk about some dream signups that we would love. And, uh, yeah, we simply cannot wait for something like this to happen. It's been a long time coming. So please join us for that chat after this. Are you interested in taking part in or learning more about Pacifica crafting? Join the Island Breeze Social Club each Tuesday afternoon. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumutu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Welcome back to the show. Um, as I was saying before, Sam and I are very excited to talk about the Moana Basifika team that's joining the Super 12 uh, rugby tournaments in 2022. I feel like 2022 is going to be a good year overall. All the twos. Uh, <laughs> All the twos, 22. <laughs> All the twos, 22. That's my birthday, 22nd of May as well. Uh, and yes, I'm uh, looking forward to big things next year, especially towards the end of 2021. 2021 hasn't been a bad year. I've enjoyed it. But I think it's always good to uh, remain like optimistic. Like I remember last year, we were thinking, yeah, 2021, no COVID, you know? Mm. It's gonna be gonna be able to do whatever in 2021, but yeah, it hasn't been that way. But so optimistic. And as you said, it looks 20, 2022 is looking um, good. Uh 2021, you know, we did get the return of uh, you know, super rugby, we did get the return of um you know, people being, being able to do things with team functions and you know, it was a little hiccup with Delta, but I'm sure uh, we will handle that and uh, be able to, you know, return back to some sort of normality. Mm, yeah. So, yes, on the 24th of November, 2020, that's last year, Moana Pacifica had, uh, was conceptualised and brought to life by Tana Umanga who named the 26-man squad for a match against the Māori All Blacks on the 5th of December 2020, end-of-year test. Uh, unfortunately, so Moana Pacifica is for Pacific Island rugby players based in New Zealand. Um, 
who have Pacific Island heritage. You don't you can already be playing for other teams, but so long as you're not contracted to at, at the time of your signing, you can play for it. But you just have to have a link back to a Pacific Island, Fiji, Cook Island, Samoa, Tonga, uh, and you're you have uh, the right to play for this team. And it's it's really interesting because it opens up a massive, I don't know. What it does is that it keeps players here in in New Zealand and keeps them eligible for um, for selection for specific teams. Mm. If you get what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, if, for example, if Mako Alatua, who is the captain of Moana Pasifika, who was the last captain, because they've only had one game, and I suspect that Michael Alatua will be the captain again, played for the Crusaders. As soon as he signs for Samoa, Super Rugby can only have uh, X amount of players playing for a Super Rugby team that are yeah. not playing for either Australia, the All Blacks, or the Springboks. That's just the Super Rugby rules. Mm. Is there like two international players that are yeah. not, I think? Yeah, it's it's cool because with the introduction of um, the Moana Pacifica, um, this it was quite close to uh, the 2008 team that was formed, uh, the Pacific Isles team. If you remember, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a like I remember their t- their games against the All Blacks and Sisivini um, Sivivatu, who played for the Pacific Isles team. That oh, that if you looked at their team, they were stacked and. Uh, it's cool that we now have a Pacifica Moana team uh, in the Super Rugby. And as you said, uh, they'll be able to uh, fill in for players that aren't eligible to play for the Super Rugby teams, but can play for the Pacific Isles team. Mm. So, yeah, I remember Pacific Isles team. I also had Sione Lawaki, who recently passed away. So rest in peace. Mm. And, and like, just, yeah. <laughs> Rugby teams like that who would have benefited from Fiji, Tonga, Samoa would have benefited from having the services of those rugby players like Sitaveni Suivati mm. uh, got snatched up by the All Blacks. Yeah. I said 2008, but it was actually 2004. Mm. So, so for, for four or... years they were active where they played teams like uh, New South Wales, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Wales, Scotland, uh, yeah, Ireland, England, France. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. And just, yeah, I think this is an awesome move by New Zealand rugby and world rugby in terms of just building a bit of power for the Pacific Islands to be more competitive on the world's international stage. Mm. We mentioned two teams. Uh, the Australia teams have are five of them. New Zealand teams are five as well. And they feature Moana Pasifika, and the other one is the Fijian Drua. We'll come back to the Fijian Drua, but it, Fiji will only get more powerful with this Fijian Drua team in the Super Rugby top. Look at what happened to the um, Argentinian team, as well as the the Japanese team did well, but uh, Japan actually has a very strong rugby competition. Yeah, back their way, so yeah. they're actually okay. And it'll mean that these. Um these players that get to play for Mono Pacifica will be, you know, introduced to 
you know, top tier level rugby on a consistent basis. Mm. I mean, if, yep. if you look at if um, the New Zealand Super Rugby comp when it was just the New Zealand teams, oh my gosh, every week was just like high intense, like high quality games where yeah. the games were only separated by like a couple points. So uh, I think that's what a lot of Pacifica nations lack is the consistent um, game time. But not only that, but uh, the players being able to play together because, you know, with uh, Super Rugby, all the, a lot of the teams, uh, a lot of the players play with each other already, you know? Mm. Yeah, and that's what's going to make, like, it's been a long time coming for Pacific Islands to have their own super rugby team. And mm. it is a step in the correct and positive um, position to, to move forward. Yep. And the Moana Pacifica are currently being coached. It's been announced by Aaron Major. And also they will be, where are they? They're based in Auckland in Mount Smart Stadium will be their base. And like the, they've only had one game as a team back in 2020, and that was against the Maori All Blacks. But the team being put together so quickly, by the 24th of November they were named, the 5th of December they played their first match. Uh, they mm-hmm. played pretty well, and they came up short against the Maori All Blacks 28-21. So if, they, if you can get a team like that playing consistently throughout the 2022 season, um, that will be an amazing help for the Pacific international teams that go in the end of year or mid year tours. Since the Moana Pacifica team is based in Auckland, does that mean Auckland get two teams in the comp? Yeah, would they? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to see Moana Pacifica like, at least make like the top four or like the semi finals or something? Hmm. Yeah, I, I know, mm. like, if, if the Crusaders lose somehow, I'll be like, yes, my second team, one yeah. of <laughs> I was always one of us from day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fiji um, draw all day. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, the, the uh, um, most more recent news uh, to come out of the one of us campus that they signed uh, Christian Daly Funnel, who was uh, the Australian uh, number 10, uh, I think, up until 2019 when he last played for them. But how good is that signing, Joe? I reckon it's an excellent signing. We've got um, we've got Christian Elefanel who can play at 10, 12, fullback even. But I, I know they'll have a fullback in, in his place. But Elefanel brings experience to the to the team. As he overall, he's an excellent player with all tests for the Wallabies. And did he reach a century for the Brumbies? I, I can't really remember yeah, if he did, remember. but was it, I'm sure he got past 100 games uh, for the Brumbies. But he, um, yeah, it, it's an excellent signing. I cannot wait to see who else gets signed for Moana Pacifica. Uh, and like we were talking about this before, dream signups for Moana Pacifica. And so this is, they actually have access to quite a lot of players. So yeah. players coming off contract in 2021 and yet to sign a new one, they uh, have access to the likes of Adi Savia, for example. Would Adi Savia play for Moana Pacifica and, and leave the Wellington Hurricanes? 
uh, that's I'm pretty sure he'll save the Hurricanes. But yeah. I can't see him doing that. Can happen. Yeah. But the possible dream is there. <laughs> exactly, and we've got a few players here that we've listed that that we would like to see. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I've got the centre duo of Alapati Leiwa and Nani Lomape, uh, who currently apply their trades overseas, but they can come back and play for the Moana Pasifika. And imagine the, imagine the centre combination of these two. Pure power. I don't know what the defence will be like, but uh, uh, Alapati Leiwa has been one of my favourite players for the last... For the last five years or so, he shone yeah. in the World Cup for Samoa. He kind of carried that team almost. Yeah. And yeah, he's just a fantastic player. When he was playing for the Hurricanes, he was a highlight reel before he went overseas. I remember his um when he played the Crusaders and that devastating run he made, where I think he even I can't remember who who it was, but it was, he ended up like sitting down one of our Crusaders players with his huge fend. I think it was like a fifty meter. Me to run, but him and and um, I mean, Lomape would be huge signs for uh, the Moana um, Pacifica team. You're right. It was such a. It was like a what a thirty meter dash, and he beat like four defenders and mm. put the shotgun fend on Colin Slade. I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Colin Slade just like sat down. Like oh, it was amazing. Mm. Like he fell on his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another dream sign, uh, someone who's coming to the end of year contract is Tim and I Williams, who I played for, uh, who I kept for uh, Samoni, who used to play for the Chiefs. So, uh, Sonny Williams, cousin, right? Yep. Tim and I is a very talented player, can play centre, mm. fullback, first five, wing. I prefer him at wing or, or maybe centre. He's just, he's a very elusive runner. Uh, he's someone that's very safe and, and a good, yeah, tactical thinking, a good goal kicker. He's absolutely uh, Mr. Versatile, you would yeah. call him. So he's someone like Adam Ashley Cooper from Australia who can just slot anywhere mm. and, and do his role. Another person that I think would be a really good signing for Moana Pasifika is Ben Tapuai. They've been played for the Reds uh, the the year they won the World Cup, uh, the, the Super Rugby Championship, as well as having a few tests for Australia. And yeah, I reckon he would be a good signing. Yeah, for for them. So he'd be a good pick. Um, another one we have here is Isaiah Toyaba, who's now That's over, awesome. and he's he's uh, over in Toulon at the moment, over uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, playing for Toulon. Uh, last time he was in New Zealand was 2012, uh, playing for the Blues. But he last played for New Zealand back in 2011. But he, uh, when he was playing for the All Blacks, was always a, a safe bet, right? He was always yes. a safe bet. Yeah. And he could, he's another one that could fit anywhere. And um, like we, joked a, we joked a lot about him being uh, Graham Henry's son. Because Graham Henry would choose him no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, son. You want to play? Okay, you play. <laughs> yes, I say I tell you, I was playing. Even when, even when Graham Henry was in charge of the Barbarians, guess who played fullback? I say I tell you. I say I tell you. Two thousand and eleven. Yeah. 
but yeah, the Iceman, as he's called, is uh, I don't know why they call him. I know why they call Michael James the Iceman. Yeah. But Asai Toyama is a beast. Uh, someone that never, I, I feel he never fully reached his potential in the All Blacks. Yeah. Uh, he left too early. Hmm. But um, yeah, there's anyone else coming to mind for you? Um, oh, I, I mentioned like Sonny Bill Williams. That'd be cool to see him up right now. But my question for you, Joe, is any Pacifica player uh, from any any era, like any past era, or who would you want uh, in their prime if you're able to like pull them out of um, the the timeline and plop them into the 2022 uh, Moana Pacifica team? Who would you want to to chuck in there? A chicken can for Tuali. Uh, in his time, he was the best halfback in the world. Uh, I would rate him better than Aaron Smith. Uh, Aaron Smith was the only one that could compete with him when he was uh, when he was in service to Samoa. Can hmm. for Tuali just was amazing. He had good size for a number nine. I've seen him bowl over number twelve from Wales. Yeah. And oh, I've forgotten his name, but the number 12 from Wales is a big, strong player, and he got bowled by Khan for Twilly. Mm. But Khan was just an electric halfback. Definitely. Mm. What about yourself? Um, I would have to say someone like Michael Jones. Yeah. Just, just in his prime. That'd be, that'd be mean to see him run out for uh, one Pacifica. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, before before Michael Jones, I mean, you know, Michael Jones set the standard for the number seven, what the loose flanker should be. Hmm. And that was, yeah. Um, and after him came Richie McCaw, David Pocock, and the rest, George Smith. But uh, they can all attribute the, what the role of the number seven came from to Michael Jones. To all our matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samo dance classes each Thursday at 11am. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. Thank you guys for joining us for this chat. We wish you had to have an awesome weekend. Uh, if you missed this episode or the last episode, you're welcome to download them from the Plains FM website or from the Sam Sefer radio page. Check out our page for the latest episodes. Also, the Dose of our Dementia series is up on our Sam Sefer radio page. We'd like to thank Tangata Atamotu Trust for sponsoring this show. But from Sam and I, we wish you an awesome weekend. Polly That was Polyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03-377-2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz. 